Amen. Last week I, I preached on um, Psalms 103, verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Do you realize Jesus Christ purchased back a benefit package for you that was given to Adam and Eve in the garden? Amen? He purchased back. And Psalms 103 outlines that. And today I want to talk about he forgives all your iniquities. I was, uh, you know what, I had a, like three different thoughts go through my head, and I want to try to get them out in the property. My first thought is, and you know what, I don't know the year and the timing, I just know I remember reading it. In, in the States, they used to have slavery. And, again, I don't know the year, the date, but there was a government edict that abolished slavery. But you know that slavery did not end at that time? There were still slave owners that still ran their plantations and their farms and their households with slaves. Why? Because the news hadn't reached them yet. Because the slaves didn't know they had freedom. Even though it had been declared by law, by government legislation, the abolishment of slavery, there were people that didn't know, didn't understand, did not realize they were free. And in too many cases... In Christianity, people do not understand, first of all, the freedom that they've, they've received, the redemption that they've received, the justification, the sanctification. We have the majority of Christians do not understand the benefits that they have in Christ. And so I really felt strongly about it as back in June. And, and so I started just looking into it and studying it. And uh, so last week I, I introduced it. And I, I want to, I, I related how employee benefits package in a company. I was thinking about that this morning. You know, I can say, hey, I have a great dental plan. But what does that mean? Do you know in a, in a regular dental plan, there's, there's, uh, um, there's benefits A, B, and even C? There's minor, major, and orthodontic. And so when I say all your sins are forgiven, you know where our mind mostly goes? Is to plan A. And so I want to just unpack it a little bit. I just, I was reading some passages of scriptures and man, my, my head would just, I had to just put the Bible down and sit there for a while and 
let let the heat subside as <laughs> the wheels were turning and it's like oh wow that's amazing that's amazing what Jesus did and uh Wow, I don't even, there's so many, so much. First of all, in the Old Testament, they had the sin offering. A sin would be committed, and the family, the household, the head of the household would bring a lamb. It was slain, and the blood would cover would cover the sin, but it was, a, it was a sacrifice that had to be made again and again. And it would just cover the sin. It actually did not remove the sin in the Old Testament. Jesus Christ came, the perfect Lamb of God, once and for all. Once and for all. He was the sin offering that completed and, and fulfilled every offering. And I can't go into that. But it goes beyond just the forgiveness of sin. Wow, I didn't even know the exact direction, but... I love Matthew 1, 21. This is the angel in the dream that Joseph had. Brings a message and he says, And Mary, she shall bear a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Do you realize when Adam and Eve sinned, Here's where I'll start. The, they introduced sin into the world. But not only did they introduce it, they gave up their authority at that moment. They had been granted this amazing blessing of fruitfulness, multiplication, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. But when they sinned, they gave up that authority. And Paul talks a lot about how the first Adam gave up the authority. And what did he, he opened up a floodgate. Not just of sin, but the result of sin, the consequences of sin, the domino effect of sin. And Mrs. Kish, do you, I, I don't know if you're babysitting. Can you just come and sit up front? Is that okay? I don't want Because I was thinking a lot about Marion this week. You know, sickness in our realm was the result of sin. 
the thief that comes to steal, kill, destroy. It was the result of sin. And so when Jesus came, he did not just forgive our sins and allow us the amazing privilege of eternal life with him. That's part A of the plan. But part B of the plan, and we're going to go into some scriptures, is Jesus literally reversed the curse that sin brought into this world. Jesus, let's go to Colossians chapter 2. When, when it says that he shall save his people, from the passage we just read, save is not just you're forgiven your sins, but the word save there is the Greek word sozo, and I've mentioned this before, but it's literally forgive, heal, redeem, um, preserve, restore, make whole, all of that is what Jesus came to do when he says, save them from their sins. It was, it, he literally came and he destroyed. Let's, um, sorry, Cora, I did not give you the, the verse. Hmm. I'm just going to read Colossians chapter 2. And, and let your, your brain get blown apart here. We're going to start in verse uh, 6, Cora. And as I, I'm going to read, Cora's going to throw it up in, pardon me, the New King James. I'm going to read it to you in the Passion Translation. You can see some similarities, but the Passion Translation kind of expounds and goes back into the Greek and, and the Aramaic language. And uh, in this, this is an amazing, I, I read this word, verse, because so many people receive Christ as their Savior and forgiveness of their sin, and that's how they walk. They do not understand that the power of sin has been broken. The curse of sin has been broken. And because they do not receive Christ in that way, they do not walk in that way. So I'm really hoping that, that in... And uh, men's late Bible study, ladies' Bible study, read the book, Relentless, because this expounds on it in ways we can't in, in a Sunday morning setting. But I believe um, as the word in the next little while is coming, going to come, we're going to open our understanding of what Jesus Christ really did on the cross. Because the, how we receive what Christ did, how we understand what Christ did, it's going to be the way that we walk. And too many Christians have just received forgiveness of their sin, 
but they still walk under its power. They are still just in the same way that the nation of the United States had an edict, legislation that said slavery is abolished. People still walked in slavery. Even though legally they were free. And too many Christians accept Christ and only plan A of the dental plan is explained to them. And so they only get minor work done on their teeth. And they walk in the way that they received. And so this morning, I want to expound and open your understanding to what you've received just a little bit more. And then we begin to walk in a greater authority. Because Jesus Christ not only lived a sinless life, he paid the penalty for sin, but he destroyed the power of sin. He reversed the curse of sin. He replaced the old Adam that we were born in, the nature that we were born in. He replaced it with his original design and purpose for your life. If you go back to the Garden of Eden and the way Adam and Eve originally lived their life, that's what Jesus took us back to. Now, let's see if we can find those scripture verses that support that. (laughs) Sorry, I got to hurry because that was only one line. Okay. In the same, I'm going to read and and just kind of listen. In the same way you receive Jesus, our Lord and Messiah by faith, continue your journey of faith. Listen to this. Progressing further into your union with him. How many of you are progressing further and further and deeper? Sorry. Your spiritual roots, verse 7, your spiritual roots go deeply into his life. Where are you? Where are your roots? Where are you drawing your life from? Literally, your life has been embedded into him. Your roots go down into him. Rooted and built up. Too many people have their roots, their source of life coming from the wrong place. And as a result, they don't grow in Christ. They don't, aren't built up. They're not established. They're not abounding. And the abundant life that Jesus Christ came to give us is still subject to the old rules and old regulations. And they're not living their life in the new and improved. And they're literally scratching the surface. Wow, your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you continually are are continually infused with strength, encouraged in every way. For your 
for you are established in, in the faith you have absorbed. Wow, you're, you hear that line? You are established in the faith that you absorb. Our lives sometimes get so full of other stuff that's not bad stuff, but it's so full that we don't have time to absorb anything spiritual content of growing, of establishing. Now, I'm, I'm hoping to get through these next eight, eight, nine, and ten verses really fast. Beware that no one oh, I, <laughs> distracts you. <laughs> now, we, living above the noise, we spent half a year on that one, so I'm not going to get into that one, Pastor David. That no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness. By pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic. For they operate with humanistic and clouded judgments based on the mindset of this world system and not the anointed truths of Jesus Christ, the anointed one. That is amazing. For he, now listen, he, Christ, is the complete fullness. This is verse 9. Jesus Christ is the complete fullness of deity living in human form. And our own completeness, get this, is now found in him. Who are you living in? Where are you living? Where are your roots? What's your source of life? We are, com we are completely filled with God. As Christ's fullness overflows within us. Let me connect that. Christ, the fullness of God. Dwelling in, you have the fullness of God, not just Christ. There are other scriptures that say how the Father lives in us, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Christ. We have the fullness. The fullness. Now, how is God subject to sin? His dominion over it. Did Jesus sin? sin? Never sinned. Now, I know we, we have slip-ups and we, and we sin, yes. But can you imagine, can you go five minutes without sinning? Well, hopefully you say yes. Okay, well, let's get start with one minute. <laughs> but if you can duplicate that the next minute, you're up to two minutes. Could you imagine duplicating that a few more times and you're now up to 10 minutes of no sin? Can you imagine a day? Why, if you can do 10 minutes, if you can do an hour, why not a day? If you can do a day, how about stretch that to a week? Can you imagine? We have the sinless one, the one who knew no sin who was tempted in every way that we are. He lives within us. 
He broke the power of sin. He has dominion over it, lives in us. We were born with a sinful nature, but he removed it. Made us a grand, brand new creation in Christ Jesus. Test yourself. Say, can I do this for a whole day? No sin. You can do it. Oh, there's a really good scripture verse I want to get to. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to do it because it's Romans. Six eleven. Now, Romans 6 is an, an amazing passage, and I'd read it the same way, but it would take me too long to do what I'm doing. Romans 6, uh, likewise, reckon yourself also, what? To be dead in, you know, it, indeed is the same way when Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you. Like truly, truly, most, most assuredly. Who's, who's, Jesus paid the price, conquered sin, death. Okay, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to reckon. What does that mean? It's a country word, I reckon. But it's also a Greek word. To come to the conclusion. It means calculate, compute, think about, and then come to the conclusion that what? You are verily, verily indeed dead to sin. You know, you're about to just Give her, yell her, yell, yell at your windshield because that's all you're yelling at. And you say, do I need to do this? Do I really need to do this? Listen, uh, nobody can hear me. Uh, I, there's just going to be all kinds of crazy stuff coming out of my mouth. It could lead to the other person making assumptions about what I said. Then he slams his brakes on, and we get out of the car, and, oh, this is going to lead. And, you know, our brains can compute that in about that fast. And we compute, and we calculate, and we come to the conclusion, this isn't good for me. You know, with most sins, we have time to calculate. <laughs> We do. I have this desire, this urge, this whatever. Reckon. Calculate the result of this. Think about the end consequence of this. Go through 
this mental process of, of, of literally thinking about what's going to take place and say, is this going in the right direction? And come to the conclusion that I am dead to that. It is the power that has been given to us. This, I've had six children grow up in my home who've said, I couldn't help it. But with Christ, no, Brad's saying it wasn't him. <laughs> we can help it. Again, last week I said it, it's, it's a big myth that we've been fed that says you can't help it. You can help it. The power of sin has been destroyed. Let's go back to Colossians chapter 2. For he, uh, I'm going to start Korah at verse 9. He is the complete fullness of deity living in human form, and our completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. And listen to this. And he is the head of all, every, of all kingdoms and authority in the universe. He is the head. And he is within us. And he gives us the power, the authority that he exercised. He gave it to us. What Adam, the first Adam, gave away, the second Adam came and restored the authority to its proper order. And now you have the, the right and the authority to subdue and to dominate. That is within you, has been given to you. And we need to reckon it and come to the conclusion, yes, that was for me. And then pull out that benefits card when you get to that counter and say, I'm free from this. Oh, that's it. You got it. I'm free. I'm free. I am free. And exercise the authority. Verse 11. Through our union with him, we have experienced circumcision of heart. All of the... Again, this is... All of the guilt and all of the power of sin has been cut away. 
and is now, listen to this, extinct. How, how do we end up in the place of sinning? First thing is, the accuser comes. The enemy of your soul comes. He makes you, either accuses you of some past, which you can say doesn't exist anymore. Second, the accuser comes and, uh, oh man, the thought just went gone. Here it is. He makes you believe a lie about yourself. He makes you believe a lie about yourself. Do you realize the power of sin is extinct in you as a believer? Because of the new nature that you've been given. It's the nature of the new, the second Adam. The nature of the old Adam, we're going to see in a second, is, has been obliterated. i got to go real fast here. Um, <laughs> verse 12. For we have been buried with him into his death. What was his death? A death to sin. Our baptism into death also means we were raised with him when we believed in God's resurrection power. The power that raised Christ from death's realm. He went down there. He went down into the depths, the realm of death. And what did he do? He conquered it. This realm of death describes our former estate. We used to live in that realm, in our old nature. This realm of death describes our former state, for we were held in sin's grip, grasp. But now we've been resurrected. I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. We've been resurrected out of that realm of death, never to Turn, for we are forever alive and forgiven of our sin. I don't know about your mind. Is it, I don't know if it's getting blown right now. Just because it's a lot of, to absorb. Verse 14, the key verse that I really want to focus on. He canceled out having wiped out, King James says blotted out. To blot out means to obliterate. This is the Greek. Means to erase or to wipe out. It's gone. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements, that was against us. The handwriting in the Greek is the word ordinances. There were certain opinions. There were certain decrees. 
There were certain viewpoints and judgments against you. And some of us still live there. But what happened to them? I don't know, sometimes I have to send a bank statement to, to, to a bank or something, and I take this black felt pen, and I, and I, I go over the, the bank account number so that whoever receives it doesn't get my bank account. But you know, you can kind of still see through that blacking out. That's not what happened with your sin. They're not kind of still there and still kind of visible if you look at it in the right light. Blotted out means obliterate, gone. Not just covered over like the Old Testament blood of the Lamb that covered a sin, but the blood of Jesus Christ obliterated sin. Obliterated the power of sin. Obliterated the guilt of sin. Obliterated the results of sin. The whole can of worms that was opened by the first Adam and all the evil that was produced, all the, 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 the sin, the destruction, the death, all of that has been obliterated by Jesus Christ, his blood that washes me white as snow. Oh, how precious. That blood obliterated the power of sin, reversed the curse of sin. And now for Marion, her healing, I've, I want you to go home. And I don't know if Marion listens or sometimes hears what we're saying, but this morning, this morning, Mrs. Kish, you go. Let's say the blood of Jesus obliterated the authority of this disease in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus overrides every rogue blood cell that wants to come and destroy your body. Cancer has no right. Arthritis and every other effect has no authority compared to the authority of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, Alicia, you're sitting in the seat that Shawnee normally sits in. Next week, she's going for tests on her thyroid. One year ago, the remnant that they left, they had to leave a piece of the cancerous thyroid. They, they could not find it a year ago. And you just happened to be sitting in Shawnee's seat and you had a word over her. And that word was, there's going to be a new thyroid. God can create. Everything we see around us was, there was nothing. And out of nothing, he brought forth something. Individually for each of us, nothing. God can make something out of your nothing life. Because God makes something out of nothing. And that thyroid, I'm not letting go of the word that God gave you. And you're sitting in her seat. And we just declare in the name of Jesus, Lord, you are creative. You are the creator. And we believe that there will be a new thyroid in the name of Jesus. 
every curse that was brought about by sin has been dealt with and the price was paid and Jesus Christ became a curse for us in order to remove it out of our lives. The one who knew no sin became sin for us so that we would become the righteousness of God. In ourselves, the old nature, there was no way we could ever become righteous. But Jesus Christ took sin, became sin, destroyed the power of sin so that we could be called the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, how precious is the flow. Is there something in your life, it's not your sin, but the result of the first Adam's sin that you need reversed? Amen. I want you to stand. If there's something that needs to be reversed, I didn't even get to my verse that I wanted. I'm going to read it while you're standing. This is a passion translation of Colossians 2, 14, and I'm reading 15 over your lives as you stand. He canceled out every legal violation that we had on our record. It was on our record not not because of something we done, but because of something the first Adam did. We were born with it on our record. But Jesus Christ canceled out every legal law violation. And he canceled out the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. He raced it all. Our sins, our stains on our soul. He deleted it. Do you hear that? It's deleted. The power, the authority that had been handed over to Satan, to sin, to destruction. Whatever was handed over was deleted. And it cannot be retrieved. Say no. no. Cannot be retrieved. Do not believe the lie that it can come back to haunt you. Say, in the name of Jesus, that power, the authority, the result is gone. And I'm a new creation in Christ. And all his fullness dwells in me. Listen to this. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto the cross. Onto the, his cross, Christ's cross. And he nailed it permanently there. He obliterated it. And wherever that paper was that it was written on, it's been nailed to the cross and it's permanently there. Do not believe the lie or the myth. And he nailed it there permanently as a public display of cancellation. 
Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around his prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They are his prisoner. In the name of Jesus. Father God, open our understanding. Open our understanding, Lord, this morning of the power that we have because of what you have done. It's not our own power. It's not our might. It's not our power. It's, it's the Spirit of God empowering us to live in the authority that Jesus Christ purchased back for us. Sin has no dominion over us. The effects of sin have been canceled. The power of sin has been obliterated. And in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have been freed. Lord, give us the courage to stand in our authority, not to be intimidated, not to be intimidated. Not to be intimidated, but to step out in faith, saying that Jesus purchased this for us. Jesus gave us this authority. And let us courageously stand in faith. Declaring healing. Mary and we declare healing in the name of Jesus. Because that sickness, that disease... That affliction has been, the power of it has been broken by Jesus Christ. And we stand for you this morning and declare healing to that body right now. Pastor Winona, we stand here declaring that every rogue blood cell is obliterated because its power was negated by the cross of Jesus Christ. And those rogue blood cells have no power and no authority. And I just speak over every person here standing. The power of sin has been broken. The curse of sin has been broken. The old nature that brought it into this earth has been replaced and is extinct in you. Because of Jesus Christ. And now you have a, a new nature that is full of the fullness of Jesus Christ. You have a new nature that is full of the fullness of Christ, who is the fullness of God and has the full power and has a full authority to trample and tread on the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan, over sin, over sickness. And in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, give us that full understanding, the full understanding that sickness has no right to stand before us. 
Because we stand in the power and in the authority of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, everybody said, Amen. Amen.